This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm here with Drew Mertens today. Drew, how are you? I'm great. I'm on duty, so I will warn you that there may be a buzz or something. But, you know, if something weird happens in the emergency management world while we're here, well, then we'll have a little bit of a insight into it. We could just do it right I here. I mean, it, that sounds absolutely perfect, assuming you don't have to, to absolutely run, of course. Yeah, that's the theory. Yeah, yeah. And if you're running, I'm probably following, thinking that the world is caving in. But um, look, thanks for joining me today, Drew. We're going to have a bit of a conversation about, um, well, broadly civil defence. Actually, we've got a few different areas to cover. We'll talk a bit about um, some tips, some thoughts about how to how to come back onto an even keel after a really unusual period of time that's been quite traumatic for some. Um, so we'll talk a bit about that. How to, I suppose, a post-emergency event. How to Get your mojo back. That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, number two, we'll have a bit of a chat about um, emergency management behind the scenes so you can give us a bit of an insight, a bit of the inside word, which I think will be really awesome. Happy to pull back the curtain. Yeah, appreciate that. And then we're going to finish off with some um, some natural phenomena, the sort of things that we could be or should be aware of. So that's our show today. Let's do it. Let's start then with some tips. You've, you've got a few on, on how, to, how to start feeling right again after an emergency. I do. And I just want to say where these came from to uh, name check. Saab Jahal, Dr. Saab Jahal, uh, has been an advisor through the last, well, for some years, but especially through COVID, um, helping us even as emergency management people to know the professionals and the volunteers to have a sense of uh, making sure we are keeping ourselves safe as well. And I don't mean safe from COVID, uh, Mm. although that's true, but also how do we keep ourselves safe mentally and emotionally when we are doing things like working stupid hours that we try not to uh, and going through a lot of uh, working with a lot of people through through trauma. But the advice that we've been given, I think is really useful. Mm-hmm. And there's some really simple tips that I think is, they're really enjoyable tips. They're, they're not hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess anything's as easy or as hard as you want to make it, depending how complex you are as a person. But let's start with, um, <clears throat> uh, I think, some of the comments from my friends when I've shared them. And they were like, you know, this is like those sort of things you do when you're at that point in your life where you know you could be more and you just don't know where to go or you're not quite ready. It's that... Um, languishing phase Mm. where you're wanting to build up the energy ready to start something new and just before that what is that so number one of course uh, and i say of course because when you when you hear it it's like Mm. it's really obvious and this works for emergency management and how to keep yourself safe and lots of things diet exercise and sleep um people have uh, undertaken experiments eating fast food essentially just fast food and what it has done to their mental health is not just physically what happens to their body but what happens to their mental health when you're not eating a balanced diet or a diet that's high in fat um, sugars and salt so I think you know that is absolutely pivotal and you're right it sounds obvious but it's really easy to turn to what we might call comfort food when we're feeling a bit stretched and a lot of the people that were uh, sharing stories with us online during the lockdown period 
um, where the, some of our, our athletes, and they were sharing either the food they were eating or the exercise they were doing in their homes when they yes. couldn't get out to gyms. Um, and that helps your mind very, very much. Um, and then sleep. Sleep was an interesting one because when you're really stressed, it's hard to get sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's almost like, well, how am I supposed to do that? But um, one of the tips that came through is the more you can do before midnight, the better the quality of your sleep, mm. which is tough because you tend to, when you're stressed, I don't know if you have the same thing, but when stress happens, you tend to sometimes stay up late or you... You don't really want to deal with some of the things. So you watch movies or you stay online, you YouTube yourself, yeah. silly, whatever it happens to be. And then, you know, it's one o'clock in the morning and, oh, no, I've got to face tomorrow. But if you can. Uh, but there have been a lot of ways people have done it, like listening yeah. to rain. and Yeah, some meditation exercises. Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I think even, even being aware of the importance of sleep, you know, so you prioritize it is, mm. is key. It is. Nice. So number two. Clarify your values and goals, and that's really about how you spend your time. But it might be um, just asking yourself, what is really, really important to me, and why is this important? Mm. And if you get some clarity of, because you have a million possibilities, and in this world right now, there's so much things coming into our head, so many things that we're supposed to know and remember and take care of, and at some point it becomes a blur. Mm. So to just clarify yourself, what's important to me in my life? Uh, is my family? Is it my spirituality? Is it my health? Is it what is it? Mm. I um, just think about um, how quickly things can change, if not for us, for those around us, and how that affects us when we're left behind. In the Canterbury storms, just uh, nearly two months ago, um, my cousin, forty-three years old, hardworking, healthy, fit. Uh, had he and his wife and his uh, two boys there was there was a plan for what they were going to do with a lifestyle block if he was going to move out of the farming and, and have their own smaller block they had all these plans and a two giant hay bales landed on him during the storm and crushed him he was in uh, an induced coma for five weeks and then for about five to uh, a week just over a week we were able to talk to him again leave messages have responses and he went through surgery 10 hours of putting his pelvis back together and he came out of that and his internal organs shut down and we just had the funeral on monday oh devastating and so you look at yeah. the family and everyone else going what what do we do so when you think about what's important to you go well whatever time you have with those you love for example what do you want to do with that yeah do you want to spend 18 hours a day working you know, or do you want to prioritize that time, you know, to put some into work? Of course, we've got to, got to make a crust, mm. but it's about that balance, isn't it? And, and really putting at the front what's important. Yeah, and when we're clear on that and we, we have a healthier body yeah. and uh, exercise that helps uh, our mind be balanced and we have some sleep yeah. and we have some clarity about what we're doing, then we can start thinking about um, making our life and our minds and our emotions more clear for what's next for us. And so that brings me to the third one, which is putting some pleasures back into your life. Because we tend to give so much, especially times like this with our communities and family, that we can give everything to everybody else and leave nothing for ourselves. Yeah. Or even go into deficit. Yeah. I've um, recently joined a book club. And I think that's a, it's an interesting example because it's, it's easy how, you know, I've forgotten about spending some time reading. <laughs> but actually, it's a really nice thing to do when you can slow down a little bit. It is. So, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Um, and that pleasure could be anything. Eh? It could be creative. It could be about time with friends. It, it could be cooking. You know, just anything that makes you feel 
alive. Could be learning something new that you've never yeah. tried before. Yeah. And it could be discovering art. If you're a person who's always been an engineer, maybe you have an artistic side. Mm-hmm. Or if you've always done art, maybe you have an engineering side. Or yeah. <laughs> maybe you need to go for walks because we're not in lockdown right now. Yeah. So, you know, you've got hikes and all the things you craved. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah, lots of ways to put pleasure back into our lives because we do matter. Yeah. And if we think of those times on the airplane when they remind a parent to put the uh, air mask on mm. the oxygen mask on your face first because then when you have the air you can take care of the second person like the yeah, child that's right but if you give it to the person who can't take care of you then well you're giving up in that moment and and at least you can take care of others when you have something yeah yeah it's a very good point what's your number four drew don't put all your eggs in one basket so this basically is in terms of spreading your self-worth sources that way if something that is important to you about you fails in any way or is crashed into Mm. or taken away then you still have sources of self-worth and this is super important i had a friend who was a cameraman um when we were all on television doing news and current affairs and at some point he was no longer a cameraman which was doesn't seem like a big deal, but he used to always say, when you say hi, like meet his, this person. Like, yeah. his identity. He always said, yeah. I am a cameraman, not yeah. like I am a dad or I am yeah. a good person who happens to be able to be a cameraman. Yeah. I am a cameraman. So when he wasn't, I am nothing mm. went through him. So for us, what gives us our self-worth? It's good to, especially in times like the times we've been living, have multiple sources. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice. And number five, you've got five top tips, so there's one more to go. There is, and I think this, for some people, is real easy and yeah. comes without them even trying, and for other people can be really hard. So, and I, and I wonder, as I say this, whether there's some tips you can give yeah. to how you could do this, and that is build up supportive relationships, whether this is your sense of belonging, because that's super important, or whatever, and I know it can take time but i know this from the perspective that we after a response and we have an emergency then we go into a a phase where we try to help people recover or communities Mm. recover one of the things that is super 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 important in helping people recover is people working together or you have family or you have friends and it helps you because the the instant response can be pretty quick yeah but the rubble in, in our lives can go on for a long time and having others in our lives is super important, but it can be yeah. hard for some people. I think um, what's interesting about that point, um, my, my go-to is, and this is this is interesting because I usually don't go to the negative, but it struck me that it's not just about having supportive relationships in your life; it's recognizing when relationships aren't. True. You know, so we can have people in our lives that actually take a lot from us. It can be quite toxic as well. So it's about really understanding where your support networks are, where your supportive relationships are, and which ones are actually not going to do you any good. That's not just to say if someone disagrees with you, then they're not supportive. You know, sometimes it's good to have someone sure. call you out. Um, but you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Eh? I, I do think of sometimes that interaction you have with your friends or your networks that when you go home and you're in the quiet space and your mind is your compass and it's now yeah. finally swinging to true north to settle. Do you feel a sum total of uh, more positive, or do yeah. you feel a sum total of negative i mean at some point if you're feeling 
more drained and worse after it, then potentially that would be a good time to start thinking about building a bridge to a, yeah. a different kind of it's, um, It's that experience. find my tribe. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and thoughts from you, because you work with so many community organisations. Oh, look, there are some, some marvellous groups out there, and everyone will have like community um, house in their local community. That's a great place to start to meet people. Um, if you're an older person, there's places like Celebrating Age. They put on lots of different activities. If you're someone who's into arts, you can go to places like um, Arts for Health that um, have... Sessions that are really well priced but also help you create what it is you want to create but you're also sitting side by side with like-minded people. If you're a male and you like to create and build stuff but, but don't want to do that alone in your, in your garage, you can join the Men's Shed. You know, there are just so many of these organisations out there that can provide some of those networks. Um, there's even a Facebook page called Find My Tribe where you can just go on there and say, hey, this is me, this is what I like, is anyone else into this and you know do you want to meet up so I think you know that, that there are those opportunities it can be hard to put yourself out when you know you might be feeling in a vulnerable position but absolutely worth it and I think it is important to see that as one of those top tips because those supportive relationships are a key to resilience eh? it is that feeling of being able to keep energised to sustain yourself keep standing uh, no matter what happens to you and it's funny from a civil defence perspective I think back a few years and uh, let's just go. I'll just snapshot it. Ten years ago, and we were probably more focused on have you got a grab bag, yeah, and a kit, and water bottles. But the reality of our lives over the last uh, five years, for example, just think from well, even just go from the Canterbury earthquake through yes. this is list a few, um, the Kaikoura Hurunui quake, and then the amount of flooding and all sorts of things that have happened, yeah. fires, through to COVID. At some point. The, the clarity became, for many in our community, it's more about our community and our networks and our connections, um, and they were harder. I mean, I know some people thought, well, I couldn't buy more food, and that wasn't the point, really, of that. It was more, can you, do you have some <laughs> if yes. you need it for three days? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but the reality is when you are together as a community, you can help each other with that. If you don't have a community... Well, it's every man for himself, you know, and there's a problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we can do so much more when we do it together, eh? Yeah, but it's harder for some people, especially introverts. So, yeah, uh, learning where th this is the kind of place you're the kind of person, and your organisations that you work with are the kind of places that actually bring us uh, to a place where we're able to stand and endure. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some really interesting tips, and and would certainly encourage people to take their time to think about that. Um, even those who are feeling like, yep, life feels like it's getting back to normal, it's actually quite helpful, I think, to stop and pause every now and then, just reflect on those things, like, you know, getting your physical self right by good diet, exercise and sleeping, um, being really clear about what your goals are and what your values are, um, So and then bringing that pleasure back. I think that that's really important, finding the things that make you smile mm. and actually taking time for those things. And on that one, I sometimes think of it like, um, okay, I'm going to do a male thing here, but it's mm -hmm. like if, if you had a car but it, the engine didn't work, it's not much help, but you are the engine for your life and sometimes for the lives of other people. So you've got to make sure the engine is well-tuned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then all your eggs not in one basket. I think that's, you, you illustrated that really well. Um, I think it's quite easy for us to um, kind of really strongly identify in one way and, and, and that's where our tribe is and not realise that actually spreading it out um, 
connecting in lots of different places and in different ways can help with resilience should one aspect of that be compromised. Yeah. Um, and then finally, those supportive relationships are so key. So, so that is that is awesome. That's a great start. We're not going to get through all of our stuff today, right? So <laughs> but, I can I can speed up some of the behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, let's talk a bit about uh, that. We don't want to make that because it's a little geeky. Yeah. But I will <laughs> I will come from a very practical point of view and just say, uh, if you're if you have a fire or something that uh, affects your life, if your life and property are in danger, the first thing is it's not a civil defence thing. That's one one one. Yeah. I yeah. did have someone try to call me about an emergency at one point, and they said, you are hard to find. I'm like, I'm not the person you call. That's what 111 is for, generally. You yes. Know, you know, you have an yeah. emergency, 111. Yeah. Um, but then other things happen to people. So there are things where, like when your power goes out. Um, so I'll, I'll do a tiny quiz, fast, quick one yep. on you. You can be the, the guinea pig. I'll do that, yeah. Um, your power is out. Do you go to civil defence or where? Civil defence? No. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> well, first of all, I'd check with my power company whether or not there's a, an outage in our area. Yeah. That's the first thing I'd and do. It's, and it's the same with your, if your internet's out or your phone's out. I mean, yeah. It's hard because you're like, well, how am I supposed to call them? But it's not a civil defence thing. Those are, we have yeah. organisations that supply these things and they take care of those but what if the whole city was outdrew what if like that i look out and i happen to be in a place that can see almost all of the city and it all looks like it's out Did, should i start worrying then i think the first thing that we do as an emergency uh, professional emergency management professional is and it's a geeky term but i'll say it yeah we, we try to get situational awareness <laughs> yeah. which is basically exactly how you started that moment you said if i look out and see yeah this so the first thing we have to do, if we have a report or an email, is to find information. And maybe we can fairly quickly get into that soon, which is, like, how do you do that? Mm. But that is the trick. It's, it's quickly ascertaining what is going on and where does it come from. And not having that knee-jerk reaction, mm. um, it, it can be hard for someone if they're not used to it. But if, someone, if you go, I can't not panic, then I'll suggest this. It's weird, but just stick it in your head. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to panic... Panic slowly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how someone does that, but, I, you know, cool. <laughs> and then do what you can to find out information. Because the yeah. first thing is, what has happened? Mm. And then with us, we, we go through the questions like, uh, what do we know? Mm. What do we not know? Uh, what are we going to do about it? And I guess the same thing applies if we're ever talking to someone else. The question is, what do we need someone else to do? But that's the same question I would go through as a person. Mm. What's happened? What do I know? What do I not know? Uh, who's doing stuff? Or who's likely to be doing things about this right now? Mm. Because if we have uh, all of the city out, let's say it was nighttime, there was no lights, there was nothing, it was all gone. We'd know that the power companies would be aware. Yes. We'd be pretty sure that the media would be aware. Yeah. And they're our partners through this for communicating with people massively. We can be pretty sure that government organizations will be aware. There's a lot of people there, and we can be pretty sure that emergency management, fire, police, mm. civil defense, uh, St. John, Red Cross, all of them would be alerted. So the good news is if you're in that situation, the people who work in this all the time and live and breathe this and think it and wake up with it in their head, they're aware. Yeah. And they're finding out what's going on. So the trick for you would be to 
Now, now you've Stay seen calm. it. <laughs> panic slowly if you yeah. must panic, but otherwise be calm. Know that people are onto it and then go, no, I need to find information. So your first trick is how do you do that? We can come to that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I was just thinking, you know, how many people now have got little transistor radios with batteries? If all the power's out, you know, how do we get our information? Hopefully there's still some charge in your phone or, um, you know, or, or your computer. <laughs> but but is it worth still having a, a transistor radio with you know, battery powered. Well, if you're going to be, if you're the kind of person that likes to have those kits, then you can either do that or have those wind-up ones. Yeah, that's true. You can, um, but there are there are multiple ways to know if something really bad's out, uh, and sometimes it's a it's a little shunt that very quickly everyone will put back together. Yeah. So the, I guess the question for us is, will we cope for a day or two or three? Yeah. While these other organisations are working their butts off to make it fixed. Yeah. To, to fix it all for us. So there's a lot there. And then they'll start communicating with us one way or another. Mm. So what happens in the black spot? Are we able to last the distance? And if you keep your head about it, you'll last a lot better through mm-hmm. that black spot while everyone is working to fix it. Nice. Um, but we can talk about ways to... Shall I mention some now? Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so let's just start with um, a few things that you may or may not be aware of. So um, let's go with top ways to find out Information. Um, if you have the ability to hear a radio station, right now you are doing one of those main things. Yes. So you don't have to suddenly do anything new. If your power is out and so on and you have a, you're listening to this online or whatever, you, the radio station probably has, uh, wherever you are, probably has some generation backup. Um, yep. There are also... Um, the phone's going the duty phone. It's okay. That's not a panic one. So <laughs> Excellent. We'll fine. Um, but uh, let's just talk about some when there is a panic, like it's a really bad one. Let's say it's one of those earthquakes and that's caused it. You you probably still have a little bit left phone and uh, charger on your phone. And in those first moments, very quickly, you can get an emergency mobile alert. That's if your phone is is relatively yes. recent. Now the thing and about they that have is, been working really quite well, haven't they? They've been growing and growing because that's yeah. simply a case of as technology improves over the years, yes, they, it gets better. But the the actual technology to use them is working well, and you don't need to sign up for it. Yeah. You don't. It's just you happen to have a phone. Fine. If you don't, there are other things that can help, and one of them is that people will tell each other. Yes. So again, it's having that network of people and having had some conversation. When you have a group of people or friends or family, I would say a conversation in advance is really useful. Just the conversation saying, hey, look, if something goes wrong, uh, where will you likely be here if we're not, if we're not together? Yeah. Um, will you at work? Holly, where will you be? Where would I be? If we were in the same friend group or family group, mm. we'd be like, if something happened and I knew or you knew and I didn't, yeah. how would we contact each other? Uh, or where, where would we be at some point so I don't have to worry about you? Yeah. If I do have to worry about you, then then what would I do? Yes. Um, we, it's a conversation that's not that hard. And if you did have to work some details out, then you, not, you make the decision together. And then, uh, if you can't remember, write it down. Yeah. Um, and you then get, you've got a plan. That's actually what a plan is. It's a yeah. conversation with a, an ability to remember it. Yes. Um, so it's not so bad. Um we also have the Red Cross Hazards app. Now, the interesting thing with a phone, if you do have one and you have the ability, you have Android or Apple, the Red Cross Hazards app is useful in many ways. Um, it has information about how to do things that you can pre-download that you don't need to be online for. So if the internet's out but you still have battery on your phone, you can always open the app and then see what you're supposed to do. 
Um, but the other thing is that uh, as long as there's a network available that is uh, broadcasting internet, uh, phone or data, mm. um, then it has alerts as well. Mm. So you can sign up on that one. Well, you don't sign up, you just download it. But you can set it for a number of locations. So let's say you've got uh, grandkids, kids, grandparents. Um, there are three locations. They live in different places. Let's just pick three. Or you are monitoring your holiday home and your own home or monitoring... Uh, somewhere where some member of your family works in a different district than you, you can monitor those for anything that happens in those areas. And it will send, and you can choose, like you don't have to say every earthquake, <laughs> yeah. you know, magnitude nothing and still beep. Yeah. You can go, you know what, I only need to care about magnitude six and, a f- and up yeah. or something. Yeah. Set it. And then if it's big enough in those areas, it'll, it'll alert you. There, there has been one. And then you now know to look. Yeah. Check some information. That's a great, that's a great app. It's very handy. Yeah. And in terms of what are the main um, issues that we typically have that we have to consider, well, they're on the app. So you just have the alerts and they just have a – I'll open it. Let me just do it right now. I'm going to open the Red Cross Hazards app. But you can find this, by the way, on the Google Play Store or yeah. Apple Store. Just type in Hazards with an S yes. by Red Cross. Um, go for New Zealand. I'm just going to open mine. And I go to the uh, Prepare page or the Alerts page. If I go to the Prepare page, I can just see – it's a nice dashboard of the different types of emergencies. Yeah. Really clear. And, of course, the pictorial, pictorial Little logos. Yeah, yep. represented as well. And just for your information, here are, the, here are the main ones that we deal with. Storm, earthquakes, floods, right now, COVID-19, mm. tsunami, landslides, biosecurity, wildfires, volcano. And we've seen... Yes. Most of these over the last few years, um, and different. Well, all of them actually. I can't think of one we haven't had lately. Um, but again, each of those you tap on it, it'll tell you what to do, um, and the alerts come through for any of those that you want to choose, uh, monitoring yourself or your family or your friends. So. Oh, I, I think that's fabulous. We've only got about three minutes left, so um, I'm actually going to invite you back. We're going to have part two. Um, of this because there's actually a lot to go through and this is some really interesting stuff and, and important stuff but what I'd like to do in the last um, three minutes is really just do a quick recap on um, first of all if, if there's a sudden state of emergency what are those key things that you do first of all and then we'll recap those five tips for getting the mojo back. First thing you do if you have an alert that comes through to your phone and it, it makes the noise um, Check it. Read it. Just panic slowly. Yes. <laughs> and just take your time to read it because it's worth, you know, you don't need to read it in 10 seconds. Take your 30 seconds. Take yep. yourself a minute to calmly read it because sometimes the information you really want is at the end of all the words. Um, but it usually sh- it should tell you what's happened, what we're doing about it, and what we need you to do. Yeah. And so your action is in there. And then just take some of that action. Take a step. One step. When that's done, take your second step. Um. And then find out more information about it. There are, listen to the radio. Turn it on. Most cases will be working. If you have an earthquake, mm. tsunami, all those things, you have usually access to. And Free FM's great because this is local and you'll often get the most up-to-date, localised information. So certainly tuning into Free FM is a good idea. Mm. My next thing I would recommend is tell someone, if you found out, tell someone you know. There was a, a state where uh, there was a water problem somewhere in the Waikato and uh, a daughter uh, wrote to the media saying, I was really frustrated because I found out about it through my Facebook page and took uh, my mother, who was in the same town, three days before she found out. You know, if you guys really care about it, you should have told her. And my thought is, if you really cared about your mother, you had three days to tell your mother. Yeah. 
So remember to tell your friends and family what you found. And the other obvious thing is if they're the ones who are like to, likely to be doing that, then hopefully they'll tell you. That's actually us. That's our time for today. So we definitely need to get you back. We will carry on this conversation. But I do appreciate you coming in and sharing with us today, Drew, and, and um, ignoring the civil defence calls. Really appreciate that. <laughs> That's us for another week. You've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.